let's do uh, Sud, Brian, Matt, Ben. Okay? Okay. Isn't it just random? What? No, for the intro, dude. What are you talking about? Just so I can sync up, you know? Like how we always do it. So Sud, Brian, Matt, Ben is the order? Yep, so I'm going to go one, Sud, two, Brian, three, Matt. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought it god. was every week. End. Every week, I was. <laughs> you cannot get so high that you're surprised by this. No, I was reading something. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, it never gets old. Numbers coming at you. No, I just. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, prepared. wasn't wasn't Ben three? That's what I thought. Oh. I was last, bro. I'm literally going off the way that it's organized on the spreadsheet. There's no I was last. Here. I was last. Yes. Okay. Let's do this again. Fisher, who's panicking that we're not doing a bit this time. I was doing fireworks and stuff after Sud announced the title. That's Ben Rogers, and we also have one. Um, I'm another guy who's on this podcast. My name's Matt. <laughs> we got takes. Wow. So, do, do, like do, do, do. for the past two years, uh, we're going to go through our game of the year, all the games we've played. Um, and at the end of the show, we're each going to give our top three games. And ideally, uh, there's a consensus when you stack rank and add up all the votes. I don't think that's going to happen this year, but uh, we'll find out. And our first game, this is all by release order, not alphabetical. But our first game came out at the beginning of the year, and we have Ben to talk about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, the complete edition. Didn't right. this game come out 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's the thing. That's the only reason I'm, it's on this damn list, and Sud wanted me to talk about it. So it came out like 15, 10, 12 years ago on the Xbox Live, and then some, like legal shit happened where it like disappeared off the face of the earth hashtag save mc mvc2 and so people uh just asked for it and clamored for it and so we got it back with like two more characters side scrolling beat em up um music by amaguchi it's fucking great get it if you like the show or if you like the movie slash uh graphic novel Get the game. It's super fun. I did I not know, like but... the movie. Oh, wow, what a take. You're yeah. a heartless like monster. It's, it's good. But, like, the other thing, isn't there, like, a whole expansion to this, too? Wasn't there DLC? No, it's just, yeah. It's just, it's just, new it's just two new, it's just Knives, Cho, and Wallace. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, the only reason why I want to talk about it is, like, one, it got an update. Two, this mm-hmm. game has been gone for years. Yeah, and exactly. It was a mystery as to why no one was able mm-hmm. to talk about it under various NBA shenanigans, and it's back. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's worth 
celebrating that. So yeah. it's a great. It's like ten. It's like ten, fifteen bucks on Steam probably right now. And it go might get just it. go away, right? So like, yeah, you, you yeah. With now that with digital media, you never know anymore. <laughs> grab yeah. grab it up, pick so, it up. Uh, so the next game we're talking about is Hitman Three, and unfortunately, I played by far the most games despite having the least amount of time. So you'll hear my voice a little bit. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. But it's hard to make Hitman 3 a short discussion because this game is absolutely fucking wonderful because it's not just Hitman 3. It's Hitman 1, 2, and 3 all in a single package. And in fact, if you bought the previous versions, Hitman 1 and 2 and the DLC, they can all be imported, upgraded to the Hitman 3 graphics engine, and it also comes with all the DLC. And so if you want this new story of Agent 47 and his globetrotting adventures in a single package. This is probably the best value game uh, on our list. It's hundreds of hours of entertainment. Um, the previous Hitman games have always been released in an episodic fashion. In fact, Hitman 1 was just a series of DLCs. Like, you do, there wasn't even a disc. You, you'd buy it on the PSN or the Xbox Live Store. And the mm. idea was that you'd play a single level um, over and over again because there's just so many different ways to approach it. But when you're playing these games, and especially Hitman 3, like, all in one, and you're not waiting, it becomes, like, a very Dishonored-esque experience where you have multiple ways to approach these situations, to approach these assassination targets. And it's just really rich and rewarding, and the story's weirdly compelling in its, like, idiosyncratic Hitman-y way. Um, like, it's, it's, it's semi-serious, um, but there's a lot of, like, weird, like, French-Canadian views on, like, American politics and people... Which are which are amusing. This game's awesome. I, I really really like it. Um, the next game on our list is a game I do not like at all. It is trying to be um, Silent Hill Two, and boy is it not. And in fact, the plot <laughs> is is such that like people who commit suicide are apparently it's their own fault, and it's the medium. Uh, I talked about this game briefly. It's incredibly boring. There's no puzzle element to it because the game literally thinks you're too stupid to figure out the puzzles, so they solve all the puzzles for you. If you just follow the tooltips, they'll solve everything for you. Um, there's no mystery to this game, and as I mentioned, it effectively says that people who commit suicide uh, deserve it, effectively. That, that's sort of the moral of the story. That's not a good moral to come away with. Spoiler alert! Oh, this game's trash. No one should play it. It's not very <laughs> good. I, I got it on, on the Xbox Game Class, which is a huge reason as to why I've played so many games. Um, the third game it came out a while ago, which is Super Mario 3D World, but Bowser's Fury is legitimately amazing as a form of, like, open-world uh, Mario game, which, I mean, they did in Odyssey, but, like, taking it in sort of more of a... In a different kind of take, like that but making you making you spend another sixty bucks, though. Yeah, but the browser's fury is worth sixty dollars. Ah. It's fifteen uh. hours of gameplay. You paid more for less. You know, I don't know. Like, I think it's good. Um, like, I agree. The price points off. Um, it's weird. Yeah. That they resold it. They should have just released like a Bowser's tricky fury Nintendo. Game. Yeah, totally. But, Make it like forty dollars. Release that shit. Yeah, but they never do that because they have no imagination. So They um, want money! Yeah. But um, anyway, the next game, I have Curse of the Dead Gods. Matt, do you want to talk about this, or Ben, would you rather do it? Uh, Let's yeah. both talk at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, this game kind of came Curse of the Dead was really out. good, and it was awesome. 
you both did talk at the same time. There's a lot of roguelikes. Um, last year, like Hades, was one of the best games of the year, uh, rated by lots of different publications, and people Flashback. were kind of like, fuck, we need to make roguelikes, you know? So this is another <laughs> one of them. Um, you just gotta. Game of the year kind of sets the tone for the next year. It's pretty interesting um, with the different curses you get. Um, uh, it, you know, there's always a give and take, you know, element. Um, it has some cool dynamic lighting in the fact that you're kind of like spelunking through these um, ruin, this like temple or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and the the combat was all right. Um, the, uh, the main character, he has some, some, some good, like, screams of agony you hear quite often because, like, you're getting <laughs> cursed and you're getting attacked and, like, you, you know, he's just constantly like, Yeah, they must have, re- <laughs> they must have made, a, they must have made him just sit in a, in a booth <laughs> and do um, sounds like pain recordings after recording. Yeah, I didn't recording. beat the game. Um, I haven't hard. I haven't beat it yet either. It's they are hard. hard. Yeah. I mean, roguelikes, you know, are pretty hard. It's all it's all about just getting a little further each time. Um, yeah, there's three. I wouldn't be there's... opposed to picking it back up, but I have it on my Switch. Um, yeah, decent. Yeah, game. that's the that's the fun of roguelikes. You know, pick up and play is super easy. Yeah. Uh, um, I know I played a roguelike where you can't do that, but I'll <laughs> take your word for it. Most roguelikes are pick up and play and go. I agree. Uh, if yeah, except Returnal, which tells you to go fuck yourself. Exactly. Uh, way to way to spoil uh, my lead in, but that's fine. Um, anything else, guys? You like it? No. It's yeah, good. it's. If, I, I it. mean, if you if you like roguelikes, it's cool. If you don't like roguelikes and you're like, I yeah. don't know how to get into these. I mean, if, <laughs> it's under twenty, I think. It, yeah, it yeah. Was... If you liked Hades and you beat Hades and you're all full of Hades, but you still want some more roguelike, get this. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, the next game is a weird and wonderful gem, which is a direct sequel to Persona Five. Persona Five Strikers. Um, I talked about this game ad nauseum on the podcast, so we don't have to go too deep into it. But it is a direct sequel, and the way that they have taken turn-based uh, RPG aspects of Persona 5 and adapted it to a Musou game, made probably the best Musou game ever made. Um, this game's wonderful. It's got a really great story. The entire returning cast is back. Um, they do a really great job like mixing action. The one problem is that because it's a Musou game, it falls into traps of Musou games where like the bosses have like an interminable amount of health. There's some grinding just for resources. Um, do not play this game on the Switch. Uh, it is horribly uh, la- like laggy and stuttery. Your poor foops. Yeah, it's it's uh, it definitely play on a PlayStation because it's it's not going to do well with the number of uh, mobs they throw at you. But even was that Zelda design, game that also had that oh, same issue? Oh my god! Yeah, like if you play uh, Warriors of Hyrule, that Warriors of Hyrule, that was trash. like it's unplayable. Um, is it playable with the OLED now? <laughs> I don't know if the OLED's any more powerful, but no. yeah. Ugh. In, in terms of like, in terms of like Muso games, like it really is, like it's probably the best the genre can ever be, uh, I think. And the story's great. Like, so I mean, if you like Persona Five Strikers, I'm shocked, Brian, you've not tried this game yet. 
Um, but it's awesome. I really, really enjoy it. Um, Shocked. I am. A game that effectively resets Yakuza and turns it into Persona 5 is uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh my god, this game is so fun and really, really enjoyable. Um, it's not really like any of the other Yakuza games, which effectively played like um, Shenmue, uh, like a good Shenmue game. Um, but it still has like the same Yakuza-style tropes where you're a delinquent or you're a mafioso and you're going around trying to solve things. Um, the main character, Ichiban, is hilarious. And the reason why it works in a turn-based fashion is because he literally thinks he's in Dragon Quest when he's fighting people. So, like, all the spells <laughs> and stuff, is it's, like, happening in his head. And everyone's just like, why are you singing battle music to yourself? And, like, everyone thinks he's an idiot. But he's just, you know, this, like, weird, like, bomb vivant who, like, is way too online and way too obsessed with video games. And it all comes out in, in this beautiful game that they knocked out and I think they're going to continue the story of Ichiban um, Kiryu had a great uh, great run in the previous six Yakuza games they're not going anywhere, like Yakuza 0 is an amazing game, I did not beat this game, uh, admittedly uh, but I definitely got more than enough to know that it's very very good so a high recommend um, our next game is Loop Hero Ben, you want to talk about Loop Hero? Loop Hero, woo! It's a, it's like a passive kind of game. Um, the, uh, the you're a little adventurer and you go around a simple loop track. You don't control this hero at all, except for the speed at which he travels. You need to build the world around him by using various uh, forests, graveyards, uh, villages. And uh, while you make multiple loops, things get harder and more difficult for your hero. But as you slay monsters, you get items to equip your hero, and you just see how many loops you can get. There are bosses. It uh, So it's like a city builder roguelike. Because after you die, you spend the currency that you earn to build up your village, which grants you various buffs along the way. Um it's it's really fun. It's it's one of those games where you can definitely be doing two things at once. Um, if it, I think it's on the Switch. I would recommend getting it as like some sort of passive game, something you can play and chill and do something at the same uh, at the at a at the another time. That was too difficult to say. Um, like if you're doing work or studying or something, it's super easy to like. Do a couple loops. (laughs) If you're doing work or studying, (laughs) you can play this game and. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's super passive and chill. It's like um, like one of those like Cookie Clicker or. uh, I don't believe anyone who plays Cookie Clicker and is trying to study is actually studying. I don't think they're just they're just they're just. Let me just take a quick little Cookie Clicker break. (laughs) Said no one ever. It's just a super passive game. Like you That's can fun. definitely do two yeah. things at once while playing it, and it's it's fun, and I enjoy it. They just came out with Loop Odyssey, which I haven't tried yet, but Was that like maybe a DLC maybe later. Or no, it's like a separate game entirely. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, the next game, I I thought it came out last year, but maybe I'm wrong. Mortal Shell Enhanced Edition. Okay, so this is just like all the Mortal Shells, and the plus the DLC. Okay. Packaged um, up. This is like, uh, is it just Dark But the Souls, DLC but like, did... Like... The DLC did release in 2021, so... Right, that's fair, but like, isn't it 
Yeah, it's like Dark Souls. It's like Dark Souls, but like your your different shells determine what your what your uh, character's health, stamina, um, magic, and abilities are based on the shells you pick up of fallen heroes. And What's so, shell? yeah, because you're like a little husk. And so you what? pick up these shells, and then that oh, gives you your okay. gives Kinda you like your armor you're like stuff. A deprived or hallowed, and then you regain your humanity. Yeah, so you find these shells, and then it's like you become a knight, or a paladin, or a mage based on what you find, and you see which ones you like, and you know it's all like, oh, I don't know anything about the world, and only by listening to, uh, you know, random musings found in mud. Do you find out lore, you know, crazy, you know, crazy lore finding where nothing is given to you and you have to read everything to find anything out. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're super into the, uh, the Souls-esque game, this is not a bad choice. I think it came out on PS Plus. You probably might have it for free, um, already. Yeah. It's Uh, pretty short, right? Yeah, totally. You know, I don't. I can't imagine playing this with Elden Ring just around the corner. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. If you need something to satisfy yourself, and with Elden Ring right around the corner, maybe you pick this up and try it, and just give it a go. But yeah, pretty good game. Uh, the next game was the game of the year at the Jeff Keighley Game Awards. Uh, it takes two. Sponsored by Jeff Keighley. Sponsored by Doritos and Jeff Keighley and Mountain Dew. Jeff uh, Gaming Keighley. The guy who, some reason, is the face of it all. Because he's the only one who cares. He's the he only the one game. who gets out there and says yeah, it. Yeah, he's the only one who actually tries. Like no one gave. He's like, I guess, some spunky dude with gelled up hair has got to stand on the stage. No, I think yeah. they were like, this idiot will organize it, and we don't have to deal with the nonsense of E3, and we can just <laughs> advertise it for cheaper. Right. Perfect. Yeah. And I don't know, it's kind of fun. Like, you got to see Guillermo del Toro, like, uh, crocheted at Konami, which was great. Um, and some of the trailers were kind of cool, I guess. But, um... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we we appreciate it. I appreciate watching the trailers after the fact. I can't stand <laughs> watching the awards. Um, but it takes two, back to the game at hand. Uh, it, is, it won the Game of the Year award, and I, I guess... Everyone who voted for it must have played it with someone, because I played it alone, and I thought it was incredibly boring. Um, Is that the game against... with the little guys? Yeah. Okay, you, so... went a... you went against the the title. All right. Well, I didn't have two. <laughs> I had one. Yeah, it's like if you played Army of Two by yourself. I'm sure it would be terrible. Yeah. But it's the greatest game ever if you play it with a bro. All right, but that's not a good reason for like it to be the game of the year, right? Like, it's, no, it's like a fundamental. Right. Nobody's saying that, yeah. But anyway, <sighs> like, I was reading about this because I was like so interested, like because like it's all game journalists, right? Who vote on these awards, um, or people in the gaming industry, I guess. Like, there's like, oh, like even my partner who like doesn't play video games can play it, and I was just like, I bullshit. I don't believe you. <laughs> like, I. I tried with Emily, like, very briefly, and I was just like, she can't understand the direction the camera turns in. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Spend yeah, like, I've, uh, just... my partner who does not play video games could not make it far in Little Big Planet because she couldn't figure out how to grab things. And that's one of yeah. two things you do in that game. You, you jump, 
move to the left and grab things. And it's just like, this is a 3D platformer. So <laughs> immediately spatial awareness is a huge issue. So I'm just like, one, there's a huge accessibility issue. That's fine. That's not a good reason, you know, for it to not be mm -hmm. game of the year. But then if you're playing it by yourself, it's not particularly enjoyable. Now, the premise of the game is interesting. Um, and I haven't seen this in a game before where it's about these, this couple, this this parent, these parents who like have been arguing all the time, they feel like they need to get a divorce. They tell their daughter that they're going to get divorced, and the daughter thinks it's her fault. And like some magic shenanigans, yeah. like Disney shit happens. As children do. Dolls. Yeah. Um, and so they have to like figure out like a way to reconnect together. And once they do, um, spoilers, they get back together and they agree to work things out and then like find their daughter. Right. That's whatever. Um, I have to say like. Maybe, maybe I'm in a much better relationship, but I also feel like talking to your significant other is like the bare minimum of an adult relationship. And I guess that doesn't happen that often, but I was just like, this isn't an insight, you know? Like these people just don't talk to each other about what they need, and that's the only issue. Son, the problem is you're playing it first player, and you had you have two loving parents. That was the problem. Oh, like so for you, you'd have been like. Yeah, well, why you, wouldn't you just talk to mom? <laughs> I had no idea of the plot of the game until you told me. And yeah, you split in two, and you must reconnect yourself. It's a it's an epic journey for anyone who has dealt with the problem of divorce. It's all in the fine the print. Divorce. This is now Ben's divorce therapy. <laughs> no, I I was the I was the I was like no, no, three yeah. years old. I, I was like the main character. It. I was just yeah, but, like watching Mr. Rogers. Matt doesn't remember splitting into two people and having to Did you split into two fuse people? back to and fuse back together to fix the relationship. Wait, is that how you think of yourself as two different people who've been fused? No, it's the, exactly how the game describes what happens. This happens. So you feel like it's a very accurate description? Yeah, it's, it's a very accurate description of what happens during a divorce. So even though you've not played this game, is this now your game of the year? No, because I need to play it with somebody else still. Can you play this game online? Uh, like, it doesn't have to be local couch co-op? Oh, I, yeah. I don't care enough. <laughs> I'm just very curious, like how toxic is the it so takes it feels like, online community? Yeah, so it feels like you didn't try to enjoy this game. I did. I like it's an interesting premise. I even watched a let's play to finish it. I played like the first three or four levels. It's just like not. <laughs> it's not like it's not clever design. Even you know, uh, it's it's easy. Like it's not. I never thought it was challenging. And like maybe it's challenging for someone doesn't know video games but if someone doesn't know video games how are they operating in a 3d space right they don't have a spatial awareness maybe the zennials do uh maybe but uh we spent too long talking about this game i'm surprised no one else tried it but i guess like it really doesn't speak up none of us are two people okay well i wasn't either. <laughs> um, and you hated it i know but there are two <laughs> games in this next uh next game that we're talking about the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 HD release on the PS5. Brian, you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, so this is a game that's exactly what it promises. If you played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 or 2, uh, here it is with much better graphics and uh, a speedrunning mode, which is kind of delightful. Uh, it is a great way to kill time. And uh, I think I got it for like 20 bucks on sale. So it was just like, hell yeah, I'll play this again. Uh absolutely worth it 
The songs will get stuck in your head forever. Uh, the gameplay is super addictive. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and highly replayable. Uh, I really, really enjoy this game. So did they remove a bunch of songs? Uh, they swapped some out. and Yeah, and then they added in. more. Yeah, like it, I think they just couldn't get the licensing for... Yeah, that makes me like, I mean, games like that, like the soundtrack, such a big, like factor. Like, yeah, totally. Fans, I only know yeah. because of Tony Hawk. Yeah. Um, like that one Anthrax song is all gone, which makes me super sad. Um, yes. But, um, it also the Power Man three thousand song. Now this is fly. what it's like when worlds yeah, collide. That one's also gone, which made but me like, sad. So. Even even though that the, the rights are technically lost to the music, the music that but then is part of the the art and the and the the. Yeah, that's, the I feel like it's materially different now. Like it's better or worse. Like because if you go and get a copy of the old game and plug it in, are you then like, oh, I'm listening to some. Uh, yeah, they, totally. they don't own the rights to this music anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're no, totally they, they stealing. They own the rights to it for the PlayStation versions. Okay. But when they redo it, they when have they to redo it, it's the a, rights. Right. It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I get it, it but I also so don't get disagree. it. Whatever, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I still like the idea of booting up my PlayStation and playing that and just be like, hee hee hee, take that. Well, the, the worst <laughs> game of the year would be Brian discusses royalty law. So <laughs> we can move on. You're... I just, I just like the, the, the giving it to Power Man 5000 <laughs> one more time. Dude. Are you ready to go? Because I'm ready to go. <laughs> they desperately need it. Uh, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Fun game. Uh, beautiful on the PS5. Woo! Uh, the next game is something I was really hyped for and then sorely disappointed by, which is Outriders. Man, it's kind of a good metaphor for 2021 as a whole. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I remember, yeah, that game was supposed to be pretty promising and then it seemed like nothing happened. Which one was uh, Outriders? I don't even know. It's the remember. Destiny 2, not but not Destiny 2. But by Square. Yeah. But a little it's released a... by Square. Oh! Can fly. They made, uh, Damn it! I bought this game. <laughs> yeah, so me and Kevin, uh, you know, we I also got this game. game. And we played it for a while. It's just not fun. It's like not interesting at all. It's and just, I yeah, I couldn't get hooked on it. It's just so bland. Uh, it is max plan. You know what it reminds mm-hmm. me of? It reminds me of the division, but like in outer space, which is like not a good. Place you know who be. loves the division? Maga chuds. Yes, because <laughs> it's the uh, world they want. Yeah, they, re- they released with a bunch of server issues, so it was incredibly unstable just playing. Oh the game. yeah, trying to play it with a friend, which it's like it's a co-op game, so it's, it's the like... only way this thing works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I didn't really get to the point of like the loot progression system, but I hear there were a ton of issues just around like the way that you would function. I heard Endgame it was seems broken. like that is like a common broken. problem yeah. with games nowadays. Is like like loot just seems like like loot prog- progression and like um, it just like gear in general, and they make so many games nowadays yeah. derived completely around. Loot yeah, to the they, point where you can just loot, like buy, you know, like I'm gonna yeah, buy myself they're some using, loot boxes. They're using they're using loot as a stopgap, which is right. not how loot loot should but, but be that's used. Okay, right? Because like here, here's how, one of creative game developers who are listening, almost zero. But here, here you go. Um, you 
use a logarithm like use a logarithm function and then just bucket it by rarity. So like your commons do like one to two, your like uncommons do three to four, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then once you get to epics, right, it should scale exponentially. So you actually feel powerful. That's it. That's all you need to do. You can't create a randomized system where a boss drops worse weaponry than your starting gun. That's what yeah. happens in Outer Outriders. Like, that <laughs> can't happen. That has, like, the minimum requirement. Or, so, yeah, like, like you've, you're technically in endgame, but you haven't changed any of your gear for, like, exactly 15 levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's exactly. Kevin got, Kevin got some sort of... I can't remember exactly what, but I know early on Kevin's game was broken because he just got this item that was just, like crazy powerful and he's just like i haven't changed this since level five and he was like level 30 it was crazy yeah uh this game i, I love the developer i think bullets from is a really good game uh this is such it's... a bummer but I cliffy b been... you're disappointing cliffy b hasn't been part of the games industry for like 10 years. yeah he's sucked always too yeah. yeah isn't isn't he a didn't he found people can no, fly people no. fly are like polish he was the guy who's who like his big thing is Gears of War. Yep. He was he part was of like, Epic Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about that, and I disparaged a whole race of people as calling Hero Trash. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so uh, this next game is the seventh entry in a storied franchise. I'm shocked you have not played this game, Ben, but it is awesome. Resident Evil Seven: uh, The Village. Um, Isn't it's... it Resident Evil 8 The Village? This is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard on the list, what? but it's... Oh, whatever. I clicked right. the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, it's Village. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's DLC, right? Because Village came out last year. No. No? Village, Village came out... Yeah, no. It We're... came out in January. Yeah. Mm. I no just more... clicked the wrong thing. Yeah. This must be the PC port or some shit, or like the Switch version of Resident <laughs> Evil 7. This is a sequel to 8. Uh, the sequel is eight, and then um, it is so good. It is it is a really great homage to Resident Evil Four. Um, did you play this on the PS Five or did you play it, it on the PC? Gorgeous on the PS Five. Um, super super good. Uh, just a, a really fun game. Like it has the icon of gaming for this year, which is Lady Dimitrescu. Oh yeah. Um, it is unfortunate in the way that the game pans out, which is very similar to Resident Evil 4, where the beginning games are, or the beginning area is the best part of the game, and it gets progressively worse. Like, I would say in Resident Evil 4, the village and the castle are the best parts of those games, and then once you start getting into, like, the minecart section and then into the island, uh, it, it's, it's not as fun. And it, this suffers from something very similar, where progress from the village to Lady Dimitrescu's castle, then into a laboratory, uh, shock horror, and it, get, it, it sort of loses momentum. The story is batshit. I don't really understand what happens. <laughs> you know, I mean, I do kind of, but um, it's, it's, it's weird. The tale of Inked and Winters um, kind of wraps don't up. Don't spoil the, anything. Huh? I'm not spoiling it. It's just saying it's like it wraps up Ethan Winters' storyline in a way that's interesting and, and, and has some new interesting next steps i don't know if they're going to do first person again uh, but it's really effective in this game it's really good uh it's just it's just weird how it tapers off 
you can beat this game in about six hours. Uh, that's how long it took me. I've seen people and speedrunners get it down to two hours. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like Dark Souls, you know. Yeah, it takes yeah. you forever the first time, but the second time through, you're zip, zap, zoop. Yeah, but, uh, you know. I like, mean, I'm interested in it. I'd like to play it. Um, if not just for, you know, Lady D. Vampire um, Lady. But, you know, I do like the Resident Evil uh, world franchises. Uh, they have a lot of misses. Yep. Um, but this one seems like a hit. Uh, maybe I'll pick it up for PC someday or uh, if I ever get a PS5. I mean, it's great on the PS4. I'm sure it runs. Yeah, PS4. it's out on PS4. Yeah. I guess I could get it for the PS4. If you get it on PS4, you'll get a PS5 upgrade for free when you get the PS5. I do like how that is kind of like a standard uh, operating thing they're doing. As it should be. Or it's like a nominal like $10 fee. Like I think that's the case with uh, Horizon Forbidden Mm. West where like you can get like the $60 game. I remember when they said they were going to do that for... um, GTA 5 and it came out on PS3 and they're like, don't worry, when Psych. GTA 5 comes out on PS4, if you bought it on a PS3, you'll get it for only a $20 upgrade. And then they're <laughs> like, what? No, we never said that. And they're like, what? There's the there's Wait, the, huh? there's the, the email, the text or whatever. No, no. We never said that. <laughs> and um, they just kept releasing it over and over again. Apologize to our listeners again. Like I played the most games by far, so the next game I also played. Keep talking, son. Keep talking, son. Uh, no, see, I think by said by played game, he like picked it up for like twenty minutes, played it, was like I don't like this, and set it down. That counts. I really <laughs> like this next game though. Uh, near replicant version one point two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. Sorry, um, Sud. It's actually near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. Oh, damn it! I'm fucked up. I'm just gonna <laughs> kill myself this, <laughs> um, this game is the Japanese version of near original, which, for whatever reason, they thought that the American audience would much prefer a father daughter relationship rather than a brother sister relationship. So they reworked the game to make the ugliest main character of all time in Nier, uh, in the first game. And then Nier Automata is a sequel to Nier, but it's really a sequel to Nier Replicant. So you're actually now getting two games as they were designed by the creator of Man, um, it's just too anime for me. I want to like these. About? I want to like these games, but they're like their plot lines you and stuff the, is so crazy you watch my hero academia i don't believe it's too anime i know but even like even this stuff is crazy this makes you cringe and genshin impact doesn't both have their own cringy <laughs> moments paimon paimon needs to stop talking okay anyway <laughs> this game is really good I thought it was going to be super meta and actually materially different from your original. I have not found that yet in 10 hours of playing. Mm. So I am going to go back to it and play it. But it Is the, the combat same the same as Automata? They have, they have enhanced the combat so it's closer to Automata, but it's still closer to the original Nier, which does oh, not okay. have the best like, combat system. Mm-hmm, it's hard mm-hmm. to say that this is like an upgrade on Automata, but I will say if you have Baby Tummy, 
can play it. It does not have any of the uh, shoot 'em up like type uh, scenarios where you're in like a ship piloting around. I feel seen. Um, but uh, like, <laughs> I think Nier Automata is one of the greatest games ever made. Uh, like it is an amazing plot. Nier Original has an amazing plot. Uh, this one already is quite good. Um, so I highly recommend it if you like narratives in your games. Um, but I, I really thought there was going to be something different about this, given like it's releasing now, something like 15 years after the original release. Of right. Um, but I haven't found that yet. And I, I, it's like hard because like you don't want to get spoiled for yourself, but it's also like, am I literally playing the same game again, except now it's a brother-sister relationship instead of a father-daughter relationship? I feel like you are. I feel like they didn't add anything more than they wanted to because of the yeah, fan like, base. If that's the case, I'm going to be way less <laughs> hype on this, although this is a way better version than the first game because the first game mm-hmm. was poorly optimized. It barely ran on a PS3. So, Oof. Um, just for that reason, like this is a good. It, these are important games. Like I, I really do think they're really important and push the medium in interesting ways. But I, I can't do. play near again. And if that's what it's making me do, I might have to check out. Mm. But it's mm. good. Um, uh, speaking of cringe anime, uh, we have Genshin Impact, which I thought came out last year, but I guess the official release was this year. So I mean, uh, we're I, don't, in, we're, I don't know how this made it. I think I was kind of confused, just... so I didn't click it. I think it just came out because it came out on the Switch. That yeah. was, I think, that's why it's there. We're in, we're in two point three. It's uh, fun. Maybe it's it counts every do. time a new hero is released. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's like probably one of those things that will always be updated on the list. Wait, so but I don't let. Who's your favorite hero right now? Uh, the newest guy, Arataki Ito. The guy with the, the cat ears. No, the the dot the he's got the devil horns. He's basically oh, okay. Dante yeah. from. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is, he is the. He also has the. His voice actor is Saitama. Uh, one so Punch like Man. You, yeah. When a new character comes out, can you literally just be like, "Here's five bucks, give them to me"? <laughs> no, oh. it's more like no, it's, it's more gotcha like I. Yeah, yeah it's gotcha. Here's fifty bucks if you want a shot. So how or did you get saving him, for a while? I was saving for a while when he came out. Oh yeah, you just save up all yeah. your little wishes mm-hmm. and then just like mm-hmm. splooge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wish just fucking wish keep wishing. Oh, oh keep wish, wishing. Wish. You got wish it. Over the, so get your boy. Yeah, I got him. Um, so yeah, that's that's. Areas too that were yeah, yeah, exactly. We're in. What's we're crazy in to me about that game is how much like there is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh Each yeah. Each character <laughs> has like a bio and all this shit. And it, like, talks about their family, and, like, there's yeah, so much, got, like, yeah. lore in the game, but I don't think anybody, <laughs> like, cares. Not us. Not us, but people in China and other parts of the world care immensely. Like, they have cafes of Genshin Impact everywhere. Like, KFC did a sponsorship with them. Dang, sure. like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's KFC just not... Like the big business, right? KFC in China. And, and, yeah, KFC's real big and. Let's talk about your favorite game of the year, son. My ultimate love hate relationship for <laughs> um, which is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played and made me feel for the first time that I'm not very good at video games. And it was really upsetting. It's uh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts Kingdom did, Hearts did that, that to, to me. You. I was like, man, this game looks like one of the best games I've ever played. 
it's like gorgeous it <laughs> i love the aesthetic i can't wait to be mm-hmm. to be like good at this game i can't make it past like the first area and i'm like yeah, I am, think am 100% i 100 where i'm at Am I? Am I have always been bad at video games? Or video (laughs) games just always really easy until now? Like, like that meme of the genie that's looking at his hand, that's looking down. Um, I really wish there was some progression system that would get you stronger. That's so (laughs) crazy that it's a that it's a roguelike that doesn't. You don't get better every time. No, you don't. It's frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. there should be a way for you to brute force your way through it. Like, even if I'm not doing well, can't I have, like, a health upgrade? Or can't I have, like, a damage upgrade? Or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think there's anything more depressing in video games than losing progress in any sort of, ma- any sort of way. In, in the olden days, it was like, oh, I forgot to save. I just lost two hours of adventuring. That just kills you wanting to play again you know yeah and the fact that it's a roguelike that is terminally online um Mm. is that it's incredible it was also incredibly unstable so when it would crash even in the midst of a good run you're starting from the beginning with nothing again and it's just like wow this is some nes bullshit that i don't have time for um there are people who are really good at the game and the plot is amazing. Like, I just caved and watched a, a playthrough. It's really, really cool. If you are one of those who are able to play this kind of game in a way that is, uh, like, you can play it correctly, I guess, <laughs> because of the word I'm looking for, I bet you're going to have an amazing time. And wow, do I feel like I lost. I mean, I'm glad I spent the 70 bucks on it, but I paid $70 to lose in the first area over and over again. That doesn't feel um, do, are there people who like um, like thrive in the game, or does everybody yeah, just have the same experience? I mean, it's it's people, made for speedrunners, man. Yeah, like there are people who are like this isn't so bad. Like you know, I I beat my first game in like twelve hours. Like I played twelve hours in the first area. I can't. Like I get nowhere. I even tried save scumming it, and that's just a miserable <laughs> process. Oh yeah. Um, Going back to his old Demon Souls days. Yeah. I, I just, like, I, I yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, maybe I'll get better at it someday. Um, I, I am tempted to go back to it. I'll take a couple, take a couple days off work when I get back to Seattle. Woo! Um, so I, I might give it another shot because I'll have nothing better to do. But I swear to God, if I can't beat the first boss, like, within two hours, I'm done. I'm just going to uninstall it and never play it again. Um, yeah, maybe you just need to come back to it fresh. Yeah, one game I, I'm so glad I came back to and reinstalled it was Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, because this is the best piece of DLC I think I might have ever played. But, Ryan, you're going to tell us about it? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, when I got the PS5, this is one of the first games, or this was one of the games I was most hyped about. Um, I actually played all the way through Final Fantasy VII Remake again on the PS5. And you know, beat Sephiroth. Spoiler alert! Then loaded oh my up God. Uh, Intergrade, and immediately got my ass kicked by like the third, just not even boss fight, regular enemy in there. It's super fun. It is very challenging, and it is 
it's weird. It's a weirdly cerebral game for like an action RPG. Like you really do have to think about what you're doing, and it's not just like mash all the buttons, which Final Fantasy VII remake can sometimes devolve into. Oh man, I enjoyed the hell out of this game. The Fort Condor, the two boss fights are great. Like you know, if you just power through it, you'll get done with it. And I think I don't know, probably four or five hours. But there's like a lot of meaty content in there that's super super worth it. Uh, I chunky love this meaty game. goodness, dude. Like Integrate is so awesome. Like I I love everything they did about it. Like kind of how they made uh oh my god, what's her name? The person Yuffie? who thirsts after no who thirsts after Cloud. Kate Sith. No. Oh um. <laughs> the J Jenny. No, her name's not Jenny though. Yeah, fuck. I know who you're talking about. We know who you're talking about. Anyway, the other the brunette yeah, the... is like super into Cloud, and she has like an amazing backstory and like personality to her that was never there. Jesse, there we go. What? What was it? Jesse. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how Jesse is like just a really great character in the remake. Um, I think they did the same thing uh, with all the side characters you see in Integrate. Uh, it's awesome what they did. It's so so good. Um, it makes me just really excited for, for I mean, it's, I know it's going to take a while, but I'm really, really looking forward to, to how this uh, is all going to shake out. And 2029 cannot come soon enough when they finally <laughs> release part two. Yeah. Uh, what game that uh, released fairly quickly from its release date, or from its announcement to release, was Guilty Gear Strive. And uh, I know me and Ben, we talked about the lore of Guilty Gear a lot. <laughs> It, this game has some insane lore to it, but it, it is the only fighting game I think we played um, on this list. So, Ben, you want to talk about some Strive? I mean, it's super great. Uh, it's, you know, it's Guilty Gear. Um, they toned it a bit. They toned it down from Zerd, uh, which was good for me because I sucked at Zerd. So it was nice to, like, have a breather and learn this new, slower, uh, more neutral version of strive um i really like it it's super fun they keep uh pumping out characters happy chaos was the latest guy who uses a magnum and he's like all gray <laughs> and they think he's an angel who is also the president yep. <laughs> so sure it, it's great uh it is it is a crazy uh, f- uh like <laughs> there's a movie in the game you watch that movie <laughs> And that just tells you everything you kind of need to know up until the point. It's a fun fighting game with really good uh, mechanics and a much slower pacing than your so typical you, anime you fighter. Did, um, did you and Dave get this? Yeah, totally. And so who's Dave's main? Uh, uh, Nago Ryuji, the... I'm guessing. N- uh, yeah. I could not remember his name. Yes, the vampire samurai. Yep. Yes. Yeah, Nago Ryuki. And who's your main? My main is my no. Um, uh, Chip. Who's Chip? Chip or uh, the the ninja? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm shocked it's not Potemkin. I feel like you'd be a huge. Potemkin. I I Dave doesn't like me playing Potemkin. Uh, Potemkin's, <laughs> Potemkin's really strong, and he feels very broken with how much damage and how much range you have. But he's well, fun. I mean, he is a giant. Goal. He's definitely a he's definitely a secret pick for me in my, in my roster. Salty. 
One thing yeah, I yeah. about Strive that kind of knocks it in my estimation, the lack of rollback netcode is a travesty. Like, I, I don't, yeah. used to buy a game without rollback netcode at this point. Like, yeah, it's and it, it's, yeah, and it's like Spongebob, it's like Nickelodeon All-Stars fucking has rollback netcode. Roll yeah. roll net it doesn't have voices or sound. It doesn't have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's I mean, I why guess... it doesn't have voices. They spend yeah, all their money pr- on rollback netcode. <laughs> their priorities. Rollback netcode is legitimately free. Like, it was released <laughs> for free by fans. Yeah, you, you just it need to implement anything. it. Like, and it has better, like, Nickelodeon All-Stars has better online gameplay than Strive. And that's just, like, a miserable state to be in. Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but what's not embarrassing is playing a kid's game because this is like one of the best games ever. Uh, Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. Um, Brian, you want to talk about this game? Yeah, so I was never a huge Ratchet and Clank fan. I played, I think, the first one. We were one too cool. We were too cool at the time. PlayStation 2. Um, no, I just was playing other games. I had nothing against it. Yeah, no, no, exactly. It was baby game when we were kids. Yeah. When we first came out. Um, but Sud had mentioned it, and it was one of those like, oh, I got a PS5. Let's let's buy Brag. a game. Brag. And, well, it, specifically, this game really shows what the PS5 can do. Like the mm. other stuff I've played, frankly, are remakes of stuff from other platforms, and they look great. But it's not really unlocking the PS5. And this game <laughs> really makes me excited for what the what can be done on this platform. Um, and you know it's it's a classic Ratchet and Clank game. It's fun enemies. Uh, it's nice to have a second uh, protagonist. Uh, yeah, no, the and the weapons are outrageously fun. Kind of have their own like built-in level-up system that they get a lot better once you use them a bunch. Um, and what's your favorite gun? I really like the fungi, uh, where it's just it's like this fungus that's a turret. And then if, once you level it up, you get Mrs. Fungi. So there's like a second mm-hmm. one there. That's pretty delightful. Um, even just the pistol is pretty fun to use. Uh, mm. And once you level it up all the way to level five, it like starts doing like a try shot um, in three different directions, which is pretty fun. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really like it. I have not beaten it yet, but it's a game that like always kind of puts a smile on my face whenever I play it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. What do you think, nice. Seth? You played it too. Oh yeah, I played and beat it. Like I think it's just a wonderful like Pixar esque story. Like it's just yeah, kind of, like, the graphics of, look crazy good. Like fun, like writing. Uh, I think the guns, like Brian mentioned, are a real highlight. The worlds are incredible. Like using the rift. See, that's uh, what uh, sure. that's what interests me is like having just like wacky guns. Like I remember there's a lot of those old like Sir- uh, serious Sam. Um, mm-hmm. there's a, oh man, what was that? Jack Time and Splitters Dexter. had some fun, yep. funny guns. Um, the South Park game had the, um, the chicken, the cow launcher, had the cow the launcher. launcher, had the, yeah. um, the alien gun that made people do the singing thing. Um, just like, I love the idea of just like fucking weird, wacky guns, wacky guns. I don't know. I just felt like it's such a throwback to like, like a perfect distillation of like a 3d platformer mm-hmm. it's just like wow this is just so well made no during fucking... the days of sly cooper jack yeah, and but dexter there's nothing, like bad about this like it's not mm-hmm. boring it's a good use of your time like there's no hang-ups about it 
they didn't have to crunch apparently to make it and it's gorgeous and it's just i don't know i feel like that's how i feel when i watch like a good pixar film like it's awesome yeah you don't get that too often in games um, but they destroyed DeviantArt. Pixar or... Rift Apart. By making a female Lombax or Lorax or whatever oh, it is. Oh, uh... Lombax. Yeah. yeah. There probably is DeviantArt and I hadn't even thought about that. But you're yeah. Right. They brought it into... They brought it in. Yeah. The second you make female anything, it becomes DeviantArt, though. Like you know, it, do you think this? Do you think this will be like a resurgence? Because this is a kids' game, so it's aimed at kids. Like, like how Maid uh, Marian and Robin Hood. I, I feel from like the... I feel like Ratchet and Clank was always popular, and so like I don't think they'd keep making the games if they weren't. Um, so it'll I, continue to. Sp- it's always has spawned furries, and will continue to do so. Oh, oh, are you asking what the modern trigger for furrydom? Yeah, is so with like, is? yeah, yeah, because like I, in our day, in our yeah, Lola it, Bunny and in, no, 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 it's. I mean, that definitely spurred the first wave. Like, I think of this mm. in terms of waves. Well, before of before that, it was ro- <laughs> before that wave. it was Robin Hood. Nowadays, Robin. you're you're so exposed to it that like you couldn't. No, I don't think you can pinpoint it. Was it. no, it was either wave, it it was gadget, be, uh, like something from League of Legends. I'm sure there's a sexy like. It's every fucking hero, dude. They're all, they're all sexy. Thoughts. Yeah, they're all, they're all hot. Yeah, but no, but I'm just like, what's the furry one? All of them. Is there a furry one? And there's, there's, there's Ari, the fox. There's the fox there girl. Go. There you go. Right. So, back to my the waves of ska. First wave, Maid Marian. Second yeah. wave, Lola Bunny Gad- Space Jam. Gadget from Rescue Rangers. Maybe, but probably not. Yeah, because that's uh, like a real, yeah, chipmunk. Yeah, it's not like a chipmunk person. Not a real mouse. That's yeah, right. That's you can't what, fuck it, a mouse. Uh, <laughs> unless you're thinking of the girl in Powerline. What's her name? Oh yeah, oh, her. God. Let's stop. <laughs> Definitely <this> her. <laughs> She's a teenager. Okay. Oh, okay. The cartoon teenager. But we thing. were at the time. Yeah. Well, we're not now. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is Yeah, fair. she's a cartoon. She's timeless. Okay, I'm sorry. If I said that uh, Ferris Bueller's girlfriend was hot, even though she was 16, even and now I'm 34, yeah. that's not acceptable? Like, I, I don't think I'm the one to make the decision the time, whether it is or not as a cis white male. At the time, right, Mia Sloan right. was eight years older than me, and I was like, wow, she's attractive. Yeah. Brian, I didn't know what sex was, but I was like, wow, Brian, really gadget, attractive. gadget, hot or not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, gadget, isn't it the robot? No, gadget's the chipmunk. No, it's, it's the, the mouse from Rescue Rangers. Yeah, he, maybe he doesn't know what that. It's been oh, a well. minute. I'm gonna say hot. Blind, blind call. There we go. <sighs> she did have the, the British accent. See. But I don't that's, remember see, having, that's like, breasts. Yeah, it's the, they didn't sexualize it. Yeah. yeah, it's just a chipmunk. Yeah. yeah. Her personality. So yeah. Anyway. Um, third Ratchet wave. Clank's a great uh, game. Yeah, thir- third wave, some sort of furry creature from League of Legends. Uh, oh, okay. From, from and so not the, the, not the Lombax. No, no way. Because not, okay. not enough people have PS5s to even start away. Oh, that's true. Good point. Good like, point. 
Yeah, they're well, all, all the point. PS5s that, are in that, that sh- one dude's you garage. Just sh- yeah, yeah, you totally shattered my whole thing. Yep, yeah. 100%. You're right. <laughs> yeah, way more people know about Ari or whatever. Yeah, because it's a free game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Okay, so anyway, the next game is The Ascent. Uh, this game is really what cool. I really wish it ran better. It's a Diablo-style game that takes place in a Blade Runner-esque universe, and when it runs, it's really interesting, and it's got a really cool story, mm, uh, but it ascent. routinely crashes, and it's constantly being updated. The one thing I wanted to mention about this is that it makes it reminds me of the Blade Runner commercial that constantly playing in the South Park post-COVID specials. Um <laughs> Yong Dong. Yeah. Oh, so it's an so it's like a, a, a third person tactical. No, it's like Diablo. Thing. It's isometric. Oh, oh, but it's not turn based. No. It's active. Okay. Yeah, you're you're clicking. You're clicking. Okay. And you're clicking. You're... You'll get more loot, and the loot will make you stronger. A big number go up. <laughs> Patch notes. Ray tracing fixed. <laughs> yep. Because the ray tracing used to like cause the screen to shatter, and you couldn't see what was happening. Oh God. Uh, like, that's the kind of bugs that I'm talking about in this game. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. But uh, they just need to have more of that geisha eating strawberries. Like, oh, don't. All the ads. That was so good. I, like, oh, man. And aside, like, the conclusion to the South Park post-COVID special is so fucking amazing. And I, uh, I can't wait for more. I hope they make another South Park game. Uh, what I hope they yeah don't... they better. You, there's only been two episodes, right? Or two. There's Games. two of the twelve out, and so yeah. like that completes like the first story. I don't know if the other ones are going to yeah. be about the adults. like what even yeah, yeah yeah who knows where they're going? They can go anywhere really. They could just start it, over with kids yeah. again. They could know? literally Ten... just reboot the franchise. That'd be hilarious. Ten games. They should go back to doing it with the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> Stop being these fucking cowards. They're like, look at us. We can make an episode today with yeah, with well, our cool program. Definitely what they want to do in uh, fucking <laughs> COVID. Right? That's what, I mean, yeah. They're like, look, we'll just make 12 movies. Yep. Uh, but what's not a movie and what's trying desperately to be a movie is 12 Minutes. And I fucking hate this game because the plot is just terrible. Is this um, the one about you killing your wife or whatever? Uh, is she your wife, though? Who's I, to say? I, I don't know, uh, yeah. Read the plot. Mystery! You tell me, like, what you think of it, but it is a uh, adventure game where it's not really any kind of puzzle. It's supposed to drag you in by the plot. It has a really amazing voice cast. James McAvoy plays the main character, and boy, uh, is this just gross and left me feeling annoyed that I wasted my time on it. So, not a good game. Boo. I really want to play Tales of Arise, which is the next game on our list. Uh, I have not had a chance to play it, but I do own a copy. Ben, why do you like Tales of Arise so much? I think you like it a whole lot. Um, the combat is super, super fun. Um, it is <clears throat> much like uh, my favorite Tales game Symphonia. is uh, Symphonia, yes. And this is like a callback to all the older Tales games. And so it's got the older combo system and the co- and the uh, the elemental mixing and stuff like that. So it's got some crazy cool-looking powers and supers. I talked about it on the podcast um, in a previous episode. Um, 
but um, I got I managed to put about 30 hours in, which put me about the halfway point. And um, I'm supposed to like do this other big half. I don't want to get into spoilers. Um, and I've gotten distracted with other games, but um, and I had a friend who's like, get ready for a slog. So I got a little worried going at the going for the second half. My buddy tells me there's a lot of grinding ahead, so that gets that has me worried to finish it out. You're gonna go back and finish it? Yeah, I might give it another shot, but for right now, it was, was the story a story not compelling enjoy- enough. I thought I had a really good story. You got to get to the halfway point to see if you want to keep going. Uh, it gets a little weird after okay. the halfway point, and I'm like, I don't know, and all this difficult stuff ahead, and it was already kind of difficult, so I don't know. I'll probably go back into it, but it was fun for what I played. Any thoughts, Brian? I know you played a little bit of it. Yeah, no, the, I echo what Ben said about the combat. Super, super fun. It's kind of insane uh, in the beginning. It takes a little bit of getting used to because it's just mm-hmm. like everything There's all over the There's a lot going on, yeah. 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 Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. A friend of mine uh, was playing it, and his partner like got so into the story, it was just like, don't play this without me. Which is always a uh, a good uh, a good sign. But no, I, I long I to hear it. those words from my wife all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I I want to keep playing it. It's just I, similar to Ben got distracted with other games. Gotcha. But good game. Uh, games are distracting. This game uh, is the game that I thought was going to win the game of the year, uh, just because it's had amazing reviews. And this is Deathloop. Full disclosure, I have not beat this game. I played the first area um, for a little bit before I had to leave on some personal business. Uh, and I have away from my PS5 for the better part of two months now. Um, but this game is pretty much the culmination of what Arcane Studios has been trying to do in the immersive sim genre. So it is very, very similar to games like uh, Dishonored or Prey. Um, or Thief, if you go back that far, uh, it is intoxicating how cool all these systems interact and how they teach you these systems so quickly. I'm confident this is an amazing game. Um, I wish I liked the more the, the world more. It's got like a 70s spy thriller vibe to it, um, which is fine, but it's not my favorite. I love the art style and Dishonored more, um, and I'm really hoping for Dishonored 3 sometime. But... Um, it's really, really cool. Like just the act of playing it, it's pretty fantastic. I, I, you know, I would love to say that I was able to beat this, and this is definitely my game of the year because it's definitely the game I'm most excited to go back to playing. Um, but I just haven't played enough of it. But what I've played so far, um, which is about just a, a two or three hours, I had to talk about it and just say like, yes, I know this game's amazing. It's kind of cool to have that experience where you play a game for a little bit and you know it's going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely how I felt playing Deathloop. Um, any other folks have interest in Deathloop, or am I the only one who really likes Dishonored or those kinds of games? Uh, I I like, I'm interested in Deathloop. I just I think I'm waiting um, yeah. for the right time. You know, I'm waiting for a PS5 to fall out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to play Deathloop. I just started playing Cyberpunk, and that has been sucking in my single player. It's a similar time. kind of goal. Yeah. Cyberpunk. On I. Frankly, I'm probably not going to go... It's one of those games that will go back to in a post-Elden uh, Ring world. Sure. Makes sense. 
Uh, one game I'm glad I got a chance to play is the expansion to Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye. Um, Outer Wilds is one of the game, like one of the best games really ever made. Uh, it, for whatever reason, I can't remember exactly why I didn't put this as one of my games of the year. Uh, this game came out like a year or two ago, like the original. Um, I think that, that was just a really good year for games, but like, holy shit, is Echoes of the Eye also just really fantastic. Um, I don't like it as much as the main game. I thought the main game was really well contained. Echoes of the Eye definitely has a really good reason to exist. It's a little bit more scary um, rather than exploration based. Uh, I can't really talk about it because one, it'll spoil Outer Wilds, which is one of the best stories in games of all time. And uh, you don't want to spoil it, but I, it's a high recommend. Very, very, very good. Um, the next game on the list, all six places in space, came out uh, I think just like the next week after Echoes of the Eye came out. Um, this is Metroid De Dread. And if you have a Switch, you should get this game. It is fucking fantastic. Uh, it is a triumph of like economical design. Um, it clear it's not a triple A game, it's like a double A game. Um, so I the, the the corners they cut in the aid of visual presentation and fidelity. The map is the best map a Metroid's ever had. Uh, it has the most story of any Metroid game. Samus has never been cooler and have more agency than any Metroid game. Metroid has been in a, the doldrums ever since the debacle that was uh, Other M. And Also, just like yeah. scrapping Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. Which is just like yeah, yeah, totally yeah. like, I mean like... I don't know if we're ever going to... You know, it's like one of those situations where it's just like, fuck. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks what's happened to Metroid. I don't know why Nintendo hates Metroid so much. But I think it's because... It. wasn't Isn't Metroid originally, like, one of the, the first, um, like, mainline Nintendo properties that wasn't designed straight in Japan? Like, isn't, isn't, yeah. is, wasn't it from, like, a Western company? I mean, Metroid Prime is from a thing in Austin. I don't know about the... I don't think that's true about, like, the original Metroid or Super Metroid. That oh, okay. was all developed in-house. Well, maybe but, it's um, because of the popularity of Metroid Prime, and it's not, like, Like, necessarily... Metroid has always been more popular in the West than, than Japan. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. But, like, I just cannot recommend this game enough. Like, if you like Castlevania-style games or Metroid-style games, you're not going to get a better version of this. So, like, maybe you want to support it and get a copy. It's not that expensive. Um, it's an amazing 15 hours or so. And uh, I think Nintendo came out and said it was their most completed game on the Switch, which I think speaks mm. volumes as to how good the story is. Uh, yeah. It's an awesome story. So cool. I highly recommend. Like, it's a classic franchise that finally has had a good game after years of either nothing or complete dog shit. And it's just awesome. Um the next game, I played a little bit of it. Where, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm going to give it to Brian, but I think this game is really bad. But, Brian, what do you think about Back for Blood? Yeah, this was a game that I had a lot of fun with playing with my friends and then never thought about again once we all stopped playing. <laughs> I, it was one of those that when I was first going through the list of for this podcast, it was like, oh, right, that did come out this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to be reminded that I played it. Yeah, like, it, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't, it wasn't, 
I don't know. It was just left. It's... They didn't. They didn't capture the spark they did last time with Left for Dead. And like maybe it would with the card uh, building aspect or the deck building aspect. But honestly, like I had more fun trying to team kill my friends in the camp, like in the shooting range, than I did actually fighting zombies. Um, so like it just it didn't mm. seem like there was a lot of there there. Um, I love Left for Dead and Left for Dead Two. And yeah, I was, I think, so I was excited about Back for Blood, and I, I felt kind of let down. So sorry, Ben. I think the problem is okay. I think that you you basically hit it. You know, I think the problem is it was such an original thing at the time, and now we have seen this iteration because Left for Dead has been inactive for so long. We've seen millions of copies of it, and so when it comes back, when it comes back, we're just like, eh, we've seen this so many times. Yeah, like I, I don't really know why this is a thing why mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it just feels like a they got deck building wasted effort yeah like i yeah, don't really effort. understand like do something else next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have to say it's weird that i think left for dead 2 looks better than this game also yeah that, that's another thing like the game doesn't look great doesn't look great it's a weird weird thing all like it's definitely like better graphics but something about the art design is just like these don't look at all like zombies and it's nowhere near as claustrophobic it's just uh, yeah yeah like i never i never had like that adrenaline surge of oh my god i'm getting swarmed by zombies it was just like oh okay like i got a card that is now activating i run a little faster cool (laughs) like i don't know yeah yeah you never felt unique with the cards and none of them were really yeah Move on. Yeah, I just, just got, I, I think that about sums it up. Back for blood. Meh. I'll just say that yeah. like uh, zombies in general, and just like the the idea of like zombie as a genre is getting so tired now. Like mm-hmm. totally, agree. I, mm-hmm. I give um, Left for Dead like a huge pass. Be- or not Left for Dead. I'm sorry, Last of Us because like everything else about the game supersedes the fact that there are zombies in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like, like the main focus of it isn't zombies. Yeah, it's, but yeah, like yeah. when Human, a game... Yeah, yeah but when something's main focus is zombies, I'm just like... Eh. You know. You what if it were... Sounds? Yeah, I'd turn were, into a zombie. Like it just... <laughs> yeah, I feel my brain just leaving my living body. Flip. What's the noise uh, it game? makes? that is not eh, eh, at all is inscription is that right ben what is oh, this yeah. game is it a roguelike yes and no i wouldn't call it a roguelike but i wouldn't call it but is it, it a fighting kinda? game no. no i'm just it is a, ben's been playing it a RPG. bunch so i figured it was i have it's so good Sorry, it's a ben. deck builder it's okay oh, okay so that's why it's got yeah you. i'm so glad i'm so glad we didn't do this podcast last week why? Yeah, he, he, so he, I had time to play yeah, this game. He was game. able to do some of that good old industry crunch. Yeah, <laughs> I had time off. This is what he does for you, listeners. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's hard to talk about this game. Do you want to tell like a little bit more than it's a deck building game without? Uh, about did you guys ever play Undertale? Yes. Is that the weird game that everyone okay. loves? Yes. How have you not played Undertale, Matt? Because I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a put a bit of hot take out of here. Oh shit! Here it comes. I <laughs> I I love Ness, 
I don't really like uh, Earthbound. Uh, uh, I don't like the bat the the battle system. It's not fun. I don't want just want to stare at things and just watch them flash. Doesn't like that what? that he, he doesn't like that combat style, yeah. man. That old Dragon I mean, Quest combat style. To no, you but like you know, I just to. don't you know like I, I never like I tried to play Earthbound so many times because I'm like, this is a good game. This is a everyone says it's a good game. I have to play Earthbound, it is. Mm-hmm. and I just like I just can't like if this is the battle system I have to be with for like a hundred hours of a Super Nintendo JRPG, I can't do it. It's mm-hmm. like ten hours, mm-hmm. but um, it feels like a hundred. This has nothing to do with inscription. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. So, it was just, I just wanted to go off on that tangent. <laughs> right, yeah, we're allowed fine. to do that. Yeah. Let's I didn't play any about... games, so I gotta interject myself somehow. <laughs> let's talk more about ant. Hey, let let's talk riff. more about ant. Yeah, let's talk more about anthropomorphic animals and no, how they're sexy. Are you not gonna <laughs> talk about description anymore? Are you... Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I. I said I did the Undertale thing. Uh, do you guys like? Did you guys ever play Mist or Riven, the sequel to Mist? Because this takes like influence from that. Kinda, but I guess so. It's very cool, like puzzle solving that you need. Like it's it's a fun deck builder that also has puzzle solving, and it's steeped in lore that you need to like slowly figure out through dialogue with the um, the guy you're playing cards with. Um, it's very fun. Uh, it's very cryptic it makes you go what the fuck a lot which is cool um it's like it's like twin peaks the game it's just like trying to figure stuff out and you're in this creepy creepy world i highly recommend it uh, the less i say the better Woo-hoo. Yeah, thumbs way up for me like it's mm-hmm. super unique it's so mm-hmm. good. Really, really yeah really good i have to say though like maybe if don't like the deck building aspect you might not enjoy it but yeah really but amazing. for but for sud and i who yeah. have nothing but deck building experience got great yeah. joy out of this game yeah. yeah um so we're on the home stretch here this oh but uh, this, is, uh this is a game that i'm apparently is amazing and i i'm shocked and i'm supposed to i kind of want to play it now but do it talk about uh guards of the galaxy I do. It's a super fun game. I don't believe uh, you, but we were ta- it's we were talking about this earlier on the cast. You know how some games are iconic by their soundtrack. Like throw this up in there because you know Guardians of the Galaxy takes that style of uh, great soundtracks and throws them all into the game. I do appreciate for... how they have a streamer mode, which um, disables all the, all yeah. the uh, yeah. copyrighted <laughs> music. Because yeah. that's another thing that's like kind of dumb. It's like if, DMCA! if you're playing a game that has copyrighted music in your stream, like it shouldn't affect you, man. That's not your fault. That's why oh, you have to play your... Oh. Yeah, that's why you got to play your suit, your PlayStation version of I Tony Hawk. I can't imagine Hawk. playing this game like without the copyrighted music. It's right? It would. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of also yeah. like I can't imagine playing a Guardians of the Galaxy with like a like you know like like a dollar store 
like Dollar General version Drax. Same, you know what I mean? Music. Like I don't know much yeah. about Guardians of the Galaxy, but like you know, like my definition of them is like written through the movies and you know, say what mm-hmm, you will mm-hmm. about how cool Chris Pratt is. Um <laughs> he's not as cool as Dave Bautista and I just don't I just like that his portrayal is like cemented in that character and anything else feels like a a cheap imitation, you know what I mean? Well, it feels like the guy who's playing Drax is copying Dave Bautista's. Yeah, and that, uh, that yeah, like, so, feel, I feel like that would bother yeah. me too much to allow me to even play the game beyond. Are you that much of a fan of Dave Bautista? What? No, but like, I would just be like, I, it just if you if, won't notice a difference, you'll be like, yeah, that's that's Drax right there. Okay. The thing you'll be happy about is uh, the the Peter Quill is not uh, is Chris doing his Brad. own thing. No. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. He's, he's not doing, doing his. Voice. He's doing his own. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking it in a weird direction. He's not like being Chris Pratt, which is cool, and I appreciate that. Did you know Chris uh, Pratt is, is going like... to be Garfield? Yeah, I did know that. We all knew that. But uh... he's going to be everything. Yeah. Isn't this kind of like Mass Effect, but Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, kinda. Or is it more um, like Uncharted? More like Uncharted. Are all the le- all the levels from what I remember watching gameplay of it all look super linear? Yes, it's a very like, linear. It's just kind of like a, like um like an amusement park ride game. It, yeah, you go from set piece to set piece to set piece, and and it you know. But the the thing that really sells the game is the dialogue between the characters, and the um, choices you make because it's kind of got that um, telltale thing where it'll be like you'll you'll agree with Rocket but won't agree with Drax, and it'll be like Drax will remember, we'll remember that, that you know <laughs> yeah. So you'll have moments like that, um, you know the music's friggin awesome really gets you into the game it's a it's just like a action it's it's definitely like a third person action game the 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 real meat of the combat is using your allies uh calling your allies to help you in combat in tandem to do combos and stuff like that it's fun no no definitely not definitely not definitely not no spider-man spider-man's Spider, yeah, because Spider Man's like a ten. This is like a six. Yeah, it's fun, but there's like, it was a fun uh, romp, you know. I enjoyed it. I feel it, like Spider Man's like it a again. tried and true. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I was just wondering, you know. You yeah, I'm sorry. My hat off. Yeah, sorry. I didn't realize it was sorry. So I got so passionate. Sorry. I know. Uh, Peter, I'm just blood in you. But, uh, talking about the, my my boy, my boy Peter. Yeah. Um, Age of Empires Scoop. 4 came out this year. And this is all you. Man, I feel like Age of Empires 3 came out like 20 years ago. It did come out 20 years ago. This is a long, long, <laughs> long awaited sequel. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It is effectively like Age of Empires 2 all over again, and Age of Empires 2 is probably the best civilization slash art totally that's why they remade it yeah ever made like so uh spoiler it's not in my top three games of the year because i feel like it takes so much of its cues from age of empires 2 so Mm. it's not like innovative in that way Mm. the way that age of empires 2 was incredibly innovative 
just re just looks nice. Like the hours I will put into a game, <laughs> uh, it almost certainly will be Age of Empires four. Like it is spectacular. Is that be is that because all... like um you know one one uh, battle takes like an hour or two? No, it's an RTS game. Right. Like, it's not like uh yeah. So when you say battle, you mean like match? Yeah, you know, like uh, yeah. you know, like story mode, map, battle level, whatever, whatever you want to call well, them. I mean, there's a story mode, and the story mode is always taking care, like it's always taking place in historical events. So, like you could do like Richard the Lionheart's like invasion uh, to capture Jerusalem, or you could do like you know the Teutonic uh, civil war in Germany, things like that. I think all the civilizations have like unique flavors to them. You learn a lot about history just like by playing them, or at least your interest be picked peaked, excuse me, uh, by it, which I think is really fun, and uh, that's cool. But, like, the online matches have always been, like, an hour. I guess you could have, like, two-hour-long matches where, like, especially some of the turtling, because there's different ways to win. Like, in Civilization, uh, the game Civilization, like, obviously you can, like, build, like, a wonder or whatever. You don't have to be, like, battling all the time. You can do something similar here, but it is real-time strategy, so it's not turn-based. You know, your actions per minute do matter. Resources do matter, um, so I think it's a really nice mix of like civilization and, and StarCraft, which is what uh, Age of Empires Two was, and just like taking those mechanics, um, making some slight adjustments in terms of quality of life, like what a modern gamer expects, and just making the presentation completely gorgeous uh, is all I wanted. So, yeah, I think it's an awesome, just an awesome game overall. Um, Football Manager 2022. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. This is a sports game released every year. Uh, it has some nice, like, this is the ultimate spreadsheet game. Like, you are legitimately a manager, and you have to balance the club's finances. And, like, you're really more of a front office person, although you do influence tactics on the field. You are never playing the game of soccer. You watch the game unfold, and, like, things happen, but it's all based on probability. So, like, this takes a certain kind of sociopath um i am that kind of sociopath very niche game it, it is at once incredibly niche but because it's sports millions upon millions of people play this like this might be the second most popular sports game besides fifa um in the world and i think there's something to be said about that um but it's uh it's good uh, but i mean again you're typically staring at a spreadsheet and i enjoyed that but not everyone will um I talked about this game quite a bit. Shin Megami Tensei Five. I think the last time I gave you guys an update is that I was like, wow, this game's running really poorly. Um, it still runs poorly, but holy shit, is the story amazing. Uh, it has gotten really, really good. Uh, I thought it was getting a little slow and more of a drag, but it's picked up speed really uh, in, a, in a really compelling fashion. I really recommend this game. However... It is hard as nails. If you thought that Tales of Arise is difficult, like, I guarantee this is harder. And this is a turn-based, like, we're talking PS2, you know, RPG. Like, there is no quarter given. But uh, I really enjoy it. Um, I don't like it as much as Nocturne. Um, I, this is on the bubble for my top three. Just, uh, I might decide, like, right at the very end. But, uh, I have not finished with it either, but um, I just wish it wasn't on the Switch. I just wish it didn't, like, fucking chug, like, when I'm walking around in the overworld. And I think what's hilarious 
is that the beginning levels are really detailed, and then towards the end of the game, they probably realize that the performance is getting worse and worse, and it's getting more and more desolate with like oh, less no. things and less things to look at. And oh, I'm just God. like, cool. Like this is the only way you can get this thing to run. It's like, oh my right. goodness. But um, it's so fucking rad. Like it's an awesome story. So high marks. Uh, the next game is the only MMO on this list. It's I cannot wait to get to this point so I can actually play and discuss Endwalker because everyone says it's fucking amazing. Uh, ben, how amazing is Endwalker? It's crazy. We're going to the moon. Final Fantasy likes oh, going to the, the moon. Very FF four. Yeah. Fighting on the moon. Yeah, exactly. We're going to maybe maybe see all your favorite characters from FF4 this time around. Um, you know, everyone is totally into the new character or one of the new classes, the Reaper, because you look like straight out of Bloodborne. So everybody's being Reapers and running around as Reapers. Um, this game is so popular, they stopped selling keys for it. So yeah, I guess you yeah, I think you just gotta wait until people lose their subscriptions after the hype. That is just um, an insane concept to me. I know, right? They're cer- they can't take much more. Yeah. So they limited it and stopped selling the keys and whatnot. But it's fun and it's still fun. And this is the end of the this 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 story. So they'll. They're not gonna give up on it, but there's gonna be like a whole nother story after this. I thought it was like the last expansion, but apparently not. But they're like, uh, it's a whole new direction though. Like this is wrapping mm-hmm. up what started yes. in the Realm Reborn. Yes, exactly. It's wrapping everything up. I mean, I feel like the expansions have routinely been some of the best stories in MMOs. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're crazy good, uh, and this is no different. It's super fun. Highly recommend it. Is it fair to call each expansion its own little Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah, I would totally. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So that's that's some, high praise. Like yeah, because some. Fun. Yeah, because some. They're all so memorable, and like the boss fights are crazy. Uh, it's it's a great MMO. Are if you, you haven't a freehold played, or whatever, a free company. Uh, a company? Yeah, I'm in a company with Dave and and Megan. And they're a part of a, a much larger company. Do they play a lot? Yeah, they are very active. I used to be I used to be the top dog, but now Dave has surpassed me. Dave has like almost max level every character now, really? every job, every okay. job. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, fun game. Yeah, totally I, recommend. I cannot wait to get to Endwalker. If If WoW put a bad taste in your mouth, try to get a copy of this. Eventually. Yeah. It's selling it again. Yeah. Um, the last game that was released that we all played, and the only game we all played, what? is Halo Infinite. Uh, Brian, uh, what are your deep thoughts on Halo Infinite? Brian, take the reins of Master Chief and lead us towards the sunset of this podcast. Well, Master Chief sucks. The campaign is dumb. Uh, it stopped being <laughs> good after Halo 3. But uh, mm-hmm. the multiplayer is a great Halo game. Um, I am, whether I'd like to admit or not, Halo, I've played every main Halo, um, game in the series multiplayer, and it is coincided yeah, you have... with big parts of my life, whether it was one and two in, in middle school and high school, three in college, Reach in 
law school and four when I was a young attorney and everything sucked. Uh, yeah, and that tattoo of Master Chief you have across your neck. Uh, my penis, thank you very much. Um, That's what you call it, your neck. <laughs> uh, but this, they took all the annoying shit from 4, and it, the multiplayer, so far at least, I'm sure, you know, once people abuse the hell out of it, it's, they they made, the part of the frustrating part about multiplayer Halo is it's great when it comes out, but then everybody memorizes the power, uh, you know, like where the power weapons spawn. Mm-hmm. And it just, if you haven't been playing forever, it's impossible to get into. And they've kind of solved that with having, like, the, ma- the map literally tells you these power weapons are about to spawn. And here's the time that they will spawn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it, the battle pass makes it people want to play different, you know, modes. I don't give a shit about battle pass but i like generally but in this game i like it enough that it's like ooh, number go up let me fill this bar um so i am super into it uh really really enjoying it so far Woo! what are your guys thoughts thoughts? on halo i mean uh, uh, since i didn't play any games that came out this year i played halo um yeah it's okay it's not like <laughs> terrible. I mean, I, I think they're all. They've always gotten like uh, more praise than uh, des- than they deserve. Than they deserve. But I mean, it's what it's a standard game. It fills the void that um, Blizzard has left in my gaming heart. Uh, <laughs> I used to casually play, you know. Uh, Overwatch a lot, and as a first-person shooter kind of fun multiplayer game, and I don't really feel um, energized to play that franchise anymore. So I could play Halo, whatever. That's that's fair. Uh, I I played and beat the campaign. Um, it's a good campaign. It's it's got like Titanfall movement. Um, Boy, I think the story is dumb and not interesting. I hate Weapon as the Cortana replacement and the decisions they made in 5. That's just like a really dumb name. Weapon, yeah. yes. But she also has huge gazongas, so <laughs> I will say the fucking Halo, like, Halo 1, the story is interesting of the level design is crap. In 2, it's kind of interesting to learn more about the Covenant. And three, it just goes completely off the rails. But the final mission in three is one of the most fun missions in all of video game, where you're like driving the warthog across like the exploding halo. Halo. Um, It's just like the stories, though, are absolute nonsense after two. Well, I like one, two, and three actually. Like I think. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. And and I think they make sense. Like I love the Arbiter, but like. I have to say, like, for a game that has a bunch of different kinds of multiplayer maps, having everything be the same snow, like, forest area for the campaign for the entire runtime is... Yeah, I was shocked to learn that none of, like, all of their unique environments went to multiplayer. None of it went to the single player. It's the same environment over and over again. It's absolutely... Whoa. Yeah, I guess you're right. They did put all their eggs in the online basket. But that's stupid to do so. It's the it biggest is. game Xbox has. Like, I why? know, it's dumb. How is that the limiting factor? 
Because they're dumb. Big old dummies. Anyway, that's the last Dumbos. game we played. Um, so now what we do is we... Ever! Top threes. Um, I can go We're first. We're a movie cast now. Yeah, our, the top three games for me were Metroid Dread number one, Ratchet and & Clank, and Hitman 3, in that order. Uh, cannot say enough high praise about Metroid Dread. Uh, Brian, what, what are your top three? Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order. Halo Infinite's <laughs> probably number three. Ratchet and Clank, I would also put it number two because it really made me appreciate the PS5 and it's just a fun, fun game. And Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated. Holy shit, I love this game. I'm probably going to play it an ungodly amount of times between now and the apocalypse because that will happen before part two comes out. Yeah, for me, okay. I would say Guilty Gear Strive is my number two. Final okay. Fantasy Fifteen is my number three. I'm switching it up. Hell yeah. Number three is my uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, Endwalker is my number 14. three. Okay. Fourteen. I always do that. And Inscription is my number one oh, game of the I, year. I so it's close. so fucking good. It was so good. I finished it today. I. It just. As as I learned more, it just became more and more great. I love this game. I might I might switch Hitman through with Inscription. It's so it is amazing. But, it's um, so good. Matt, what, what what are you doing? I know you don't even have. Oh uh, well, see, <laughs> I'm gonna go. It's a Halo Infinite three times. I'm gonna go uh, the Cyber route uh, Jap the Japanese um, IGN went, and I'm gonna give Game of the Year to Cyberpunk 2077. I was gonna um, say three wait, movies, wait, 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 dude. If we could do that, fuck yeah! Cyberpunk is so good. They did, they, they yeah. Uh, the, the Japanese uh, IGN's Game of the Year, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. After the fixes, mm-hmm. I think so. And uh, um, yeah, so that game got a big bug fixes, it's a big patch that came out in twenty twenty one, and it's been seeing a big uh, resurgence in. Uh, players and downloads a, on Steam, playable. and, yeah. and uh, it's a good game. I'll probably Maybe talk I'll about it more once I finish it. it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Tim Rogers review once he finishes. My game of the year is gonna go to uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Great. Uh, way to not follow the rules. I don't. I don't um, qualify for the rules. Call- <laughs> Matt didn't even call his name out when you established the rules of calling us out. Yeah. Matt does no, not the, follow the guys, rules. Guys, I'm no, just here I so I don't happening. get fined. Matt has a chip in his brain that is slowly taking over and causing him to rebel. <laughs> okay. He's a re- he's just a rebel, man. He's an angry rebel. I think he's always. I don't think Johnny it's. Silver I don't Hades. think. I, yeah, I think that's just Matt. I don't think that's chip assisted. Okay, and then now that Kevin's not here to be a tyrant, I'm also asking mm-hmm. a special, your most anticipated games of 2023. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to be like, same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I bet yours is Horizon. Okay, yeah, Horizon's number yeah. one for me. Um, yeah, number Horizon's two would probably also be God of War. 
And uh, number three would be the inevitable delay of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, because I'm not oh, excited. Oh, is that coming out next year? No. Is that what they said? Oh. Well, no, I think it's 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 rumored to come out like um, like late in the year, like probably like December or November, but um, I don't think it's going to. Also, my my other um, most anticipated game is the game of trying to buy a PS5. Do you want me to build you a bot? I no. I don't want to like. Uh, I don't don't know. be one of those people. I don't know. I don't. I I'd have to be. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> oh man, it's the sleepy, it's the sleepy cast now. We're gonna tuck Matt in, do it, tuck Matt in. Not even sleepy. I think it was just light. like a lack of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> to, to your think. brain. Yeah, making us think it's in the future. Hot.